Dr. Zach Williams and Flat Creek Baptist Church as we dive deeper into God's Word in this podcast titled New Horizons. Good morning. Welcome back to the New Horizons podcast. My name is Caleb. I'm the Associate Pastor of Youth and Technology at Flat Creek Baptist Church in Gainesville, Georgia. It is a real joy to be able to share this time with you again today. We've been looking at the fruits of the Spirit in the life of David uh, up to now, and so far we've covered love, joy, peace, patience, and kindness. So today we are going to look at goodness, <clears throat> and we're going to uh, be looking primarily at Psalms chapter 51. Uh, so if you're able and you want to uh, turn over there in your Bibles, you can go ahead and do that now. But uh, I want to give a good biblical definition of what goodness means before we start to talk about it. And if you look into some translation uh, and in in the original text, the word would be, and I'm, I know I'm going to mispronounce this, so I'm sorry, but the word would be Agatha. Agathasune, Agathasune, uh, <clears throat> or that's my best guess at it anyway. But this means an uprightness of heart and life. Uh, that That's just such a, a cool definition of goodness to me, an uprightness of heart and life. So let's agree on something then. By this definition, that means that goodness is a state of being. It is not something that we choose to do, if that makes sense. Being good or making the right choice is, you know, it's it's good to make the right choice and to do things the way that we know the Lord wants us to do them. That is good, yes. But goodness is much like these others. It's part of who you should be as a faithful follower of Jesus. <clears throat> so let's talk about this uh, real quick. Psalms 51, and I'm going to read the entire chapter here in just a second, but I want to give some context as to what's happened here. This, if you look at that little uh, statement underneath the chapter number, like we talked about the other day, this is for the choir director, a Psalm of David. When Nathan the prophet came to him after he had gone into Bathsheba. So, as you can guess by that heading, David has just had his affair with Bathsheba and had her husband Uriah killed. Uh, just a tragic, tragic time in the life of David. He has chosen uh, his own flesh and desires of this world over uh, his relationship with God first and over his protection and shepherding of his kingdom, number two. Uh, you know, let's take spirituality out of it for just a second. You don't want the leader of your nation having an affair. It, it does not speak well to their character. It does not speak well to their ability to make good decisions and lead you in a, uh, a good moral direction. Uh, you know, that's like the blind leading the blind. If, if you're going to do bad things all the time, don't expect me to support you, uh, and you when you're telling me that I need to do good things. You know, that's just, that's, 
that's just that's almost an oxymoron. It's certainly hypocritical. But David recognizes that, <clears throat> right? So David uh, is confronted by the prophet Nathan. And Nathan goes through this whole story about uh, a rich man, rich in uh, money and livestock, takes the only small lamb of a poor neighbor. And you know how the story goes. David weeps and says, this man should be put to death immediately. Who is it? And Nathan says, it's you, King David. You are the one who has stolen. And David begins to weep and mourn, and he recognizes his sin. And this is the psalm he writes after Nathan confronts him and brings to light this great sin that David has committed. <clears throat> so I want to read this to you now and then give a very brief explanation as to why I think this reflects goodness in the life of David rather than just uh, one might say in today's time covering your rear end you know is taking care of all the tracks you've left behind uh, but let's read this psalm real quick it's it's a little bit lengthy it's 19 verses but I want to read the whole psalm uh, I just I think it's a special time be gracious to me O God according to your loving kindness according to the greatness of your compassion blot out my transgressions Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Against you, you only, I have sinned and done what is evil in your sight. So that you are justified when you speak and blameless when you judge. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, you desire truth in the innermost being and in the hidden part you will make me know wisdom. Purify me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me to hear joy and gladness. Let the bones which you have broken rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and sustain me with a willing spirit. Then I will teach transgressors your ways and sinners will be converted to you. Deliver me from blood guiltiness, O God, the God of my salvation. Then my tongue will joyfully sing of your righteousness. O Lord, open my lips that my mouth may declare your praise. For you do not delight in sacrifice, otherwise I would give it. You are not pleased with burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart, O God, you will not despise. By your favor, do good to Zion, build the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will delight in righteous sacrifices and burnt offering and the whole burnt offering. Then young bulls will be offered on your altar. Now the, the, the thing about this psalm that I want to say real quickly before we end our time today. David takes this to the choir director and says, I want you to sing this. And can you, can you just imagine for a moment the choir director looking back at David and saying, Look, we know you screwed up. We know that you really messed things up. But we're moving on. It's okay. 
we, we've even forgiven Bathsheba, and we recognize she's a member of the royal family now. It's all good, man. We don't need to continually remind the kingdom by singing this song of your great sin. And David says, no, sir. I want you to remind the kingdom every chance you have that I messed up. But God, who is rich in mercy, has forgiven me. And by his grace alone am I still the king. That, my friends, is goodness. Understanding that inside your soul, that state of being that is uprightness of heart and life, this is a soul that constantly glorifies and magnifies Jesus. David didn't even know Jesus yet. That's the cool part about this. He had no idea of the depth of the love of God that he had such a close relationship. He had no idea that one day God would be sending a son from his own lineage, from David's own lineage, to redeem the lost. This is a man after God's own heart. And he's a man filled with goodness. He made a bad decision, absolutely. He made many bad decisions, just like all of us. But in his soul, he sought to glorify and magnify the Lord. And that is good. I hope you've enjoyed our time together today. I certainly have. And I look forward to getting to talk with you again tomorrow on the New Horizons podcast. May God bless your afternoon and evening.